WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio presents highlights from the 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame. Now, Patrick McCaskey, Chairman of Sports Faith International, inducts Nick Rassus, college and professional football player, into the 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame. What do the Star-Spangled Banner and Nick Rassus have in common? They were born in Baltimore. <laughs> Nick played football for Loyola Academy, and he was a walk-on at the University of Notre Dame. From Jim Dent's book, Resurrection, The Miracle Season That Saved Notre Dame, we know that the walk-on worked as hard as anyone on the team. He gained weight, maintained a cheery disposition, sang the victory march at every pep rally, and kept his great point average above a three. But he was never promoted past the fifth string. Fortunately, a junior varsity scrimmage was filmed when Nick played very well. He broke several long runs from the halfback position and returned two punts for touchdowns. He also intercepted two passes and returned one for a touchdown. In the final game of the 1963 season, Nick started. In 1964, he started. In 1965, he was an All-American. Nick was the second round draft choice of the Atlanta Falcons. He played in the 1966 college All-Star game during his three seasons with the Falcons, he played very well against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Before every one of his games, the Star Spangled Banner was sung. <laughs> Nick's brother, Bishop Rassus, says that Nick is very humble about his accomplishments. When Nick was coaching football at Loyola Academy, he told the players, that the movie Rudy should have been about him. <laughs> now Nick is a Sports Faith Hall of Famer. Thank you so very much for having me on uh, here this evening. Uh, this is absolutely awesome. Uh, I must talk about two things. I could talk about football all night long, and we'll do that, but very, very quickly. I will talk to you about the first time I met Eric Parsegian when he came from Northwestern University and he had an interview with each player. And when I went in, I was so nervous to go see the guy. I went in, I'll never forget shaking his hand. He walked around the table and, and uh, sat down and I could see the long quad going out by the library. And I crossed both of my fingers that he couldn't see. And uh, he said, Nick, he says, I remember you. You played for Lenny Jardine over at Loyola Academy, which was, you know, down the street from Northwestern. He knew exactly who I was. And he says, what can I do for you? And I said, well, coach, I said, um, I sat on a bench all season, and the coach got, the other the former coach got the wrong pictures uh, in the camera and didn't discover my play until the last game of the season. 
and that was in uh, Yankee Stadium in New York City before 65,000 people. And I'll never forget going back for the opening kickoff and the Yankees and the Orioles were still playing baseball. So the field was going out towards left field and I remember going back and they said back for Notre Dame is number 25, Tommy McDonald from Los Angeles, California, and number 27. And all of a sudden you hear the hand go over the microphone and the shuffle of papers, who is this kid? <laughs> and I said, Nick Rass is from Winnetka, Illinois. And uh, so we played that game, and Coach DeVore was an interim coach. They brought Coach Parsegian in from Northwestern. So I was really nervous on this one even more so when I went in to Sierra uh, to meet him for the first time. And uh, I'll never forget shaking hands, and I can still see him walking around the desk. And he said, Nick, he said, I remember you. You played for Lenny Jardine over at Loyola Academy. I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, what can I do for you? And I said, well, sir, I've been down here for three years, and I started against Syracuse and Yankee Stadium, and I was a leading ground gainer, and I was four minutes short of getting my letter, and I'd like to know if I could get a scholarship. And his jaw went down to about his waist. He says, you start for Notre Dame, and you don't have a scholarship? And I said, yes, sir, and I told him how my dad played at Notre Dame, and it was my lifelong dream to play there. And so he gets on the phone, and he dials up Father Hesburgh and said, uh, Father, Nick is sitting here, and he's telling me he doesn't have a scholarship. We need that taken care of. So right there on the phone, I get a scholarship, and he hangs up the phone, and he said, is there anything else I can do for you? I said, yes, sir, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I said I had a broken hand and a cracked ankle when I was a junior, and I think under NCAA rules, I can get an extra year eligibility. You have never seen a phone be dialed so fast. <laughs> we got to get this kid another year, another another year of school too. So uh, I did that, and the the rest is all in the books. I get the extra year to play, but it was. Uh, for me, ever since I was a little kid, uh, I heard the Victory March, and that's the only school I ever, 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 ever wanted to play at. And uh, it was a thrill to go everywhere, and especially when we go to play Southern Cal out in Los Angeles, and there's 65,000 people in the stadium, and they're all wearing green. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in regards to this award, uh, I would like to thank uh, all of my coaches, uh, and I've had uh, the, the I've, I've coached myself in high school. But the best job that I ever had was I coached at Angel Guardian Orphanage, where there were no parents, and the kids were tied up in school all day long. And there was so much energy when they hit the field in the afternoon. If you could focus that energy. And uh, it was just unbelievable. We won three city championships, but the best was the, the third year we were there. The coaches all called in. I went to this meeting, this coaches meeting, and I didn't know what was going on. I walk in, and there, there about uh, every single coach in our league was there. And one of the guys got up and said, Nick, on behalf of all the coaches here, 
we know what you and John Holacek, by the way, John and I coached together like this at, uh, at Angel Guardian. And uh, they said, we, all, we know what you got going on down there. Uh, and what we do, we, I'm asking on behalf of all of the coaches sitting here that once you get, guys get up two touchdowns in the first quarter, can you please call a timeout and clear the bench, and we can clear the bench too so all the kids get to play. <laughs> and it's like, I think we can handle that one. <laughs> but I spent, uh, I spent, uh, I will mention one other thing, and that's so very important when you come to athletics, and that's what are you going to do when you're, th you're finished, okay? And I had a mother who, when I talked to her on the phone, here was the phone call. And then my dad was, did you play good? Did you get hurt? My mom got on the phone. Have you talked to Dr. Jung? Are you registered for all four classes? You're not going to play football forever, and you need to get yourself a master's degree in business administration from Loyola University of Chicago, and I'm not going to talk to you until you get registered. Click. <laughs> Whoa, baby, you know, I mean, <laughs> what is this? I just got out of Notre Dame. I'm free at last. You know, more books. So the, the, the next thing was, I'll tell one more story and I'll go sit down. <laughs> but this is a good one. So the routine was I'd play for the Falcons, and as soon as the season, the last game was over, I'd be in a car driving back to Chicago, okay, to catch a class. I was already registered, but I was already two classes down, okay, and there were only eight classes in the, in the, uh, in the quarter that we had there. So... <laughs> I, I, I uh, it's the second year, drove home to Chicago, got my books, went up, sat down in the class, and the class was microeconomics. And I get in there, and the professor's about six foot five, and he's about 280. The guy was huge. And he's calling the roll call, and he gets around, and he says, Rassus, Nick Rassus, where are you? And I go like this. He says, you missed the first the first two classes, or the first three classes. Where you been, son? <laughs> I said, could I explain that to you out in the hall? And he, at halftime, and he said, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and so he finished his roll call, and he says, okay, now put your books under the desk. We're going to have a quiz in the first three chapters. And I got the, the quiz and uh, put my hand up. I said, sir. I said, could I see you outside? And so I go outside, and I'll never forget the door closing, and I looked up at him. He looked down at me, and he said, uh, I said, sir, I can't take this test. And he said, what's your excuse, son? And I took in one big, one long breath, and this is how it went. I'm a starting strong safety Atlanta Falcons National Football League, and yesterday afternoon I was playing against Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts in War Memorial Stadium. We lost the game 17-14. to We flew home to Atlanta, Georgia. I got up at 4 o'clock this morning, and I've driven 13 hours straight to Mathix class, and I can't take the test because I just, I just got my books about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Whoa, is that a good one or what? And then, <laughs> and then I said, I said, Trust me, and I use the magic words, just talk to Dr. Jung, who ran the whole school. So I, I take my books, and I go in while they finish the class, and then I come back on Wednesday night. I'm walking down the hall on Wednesday night. This guy was huge. He's just like this, and I'll never forget walking up to him. 
and he looks down at me and he, he goes, we'll work this out. And it's like, yes. <laughs> so after it all, my mom, he, I, when, I, when it all ended up, I had four college degrees, okay? It's like it never, it never stopped. I had a degree from undergrad at Notre Dame, graduate degree from Loyola University of Chicago, a, a, a school, a Northwestern University, National Trust School and Stanford University in Palo Alto, California. And after that was all over 29 years in banking, and you're looking at a retired Swiss banker after 29 years, and uh, that was enough. And if you can imagine, I'll finish with this, is that I am the luckiest guy in the world because every single morning I look out the window, the sun comes up at 6.30 from the east, lights up the mountains, figure the Teton Range right out in front of you. I live in Grand Teton National Park. I have private land, and I watch that sun come up in the morning, and it's the greatest thing going, except for when I walked out of the back door two days ago, and I found two of my bird feeders down on the ground, emptied with teeth mark on it, and I reported the bear to the National Park guys up the street and told them that uh, I've got to look outside my door each way in the morning because there's a bear in the neighborhood and you need to know about it. So on behalf of uh, all of my, quote, uh, coaches and all of my fellow teammates who got me here to where I'm at, and especially my mom for kicking my butt through school to make sure that I, quote, make something of my life. Uh, thank you very much, and I thank you so very much for having me here this evening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this highlight from the 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. For more information about Sports Faith International, visit sportsfaithinternational.com that's sportsfaithinternational.com